0: Hi, I'm Derek Thompson. Does the news feel overwhelming to you these days? There's a pandemic, then there's inflation, and also this crypto thing. It's way too much to keep track of. That's why my podcast, Plain English, breaks down the news twice a week. Short, sweet, and surprising, it's everything you need to know with key insights you won't forget. Listen to Plain English Free
1: on Spotify.
0: Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com/slash Pure Leaf and enter TWENTY Pure Leaf for twenty percent off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my he will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of this. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who to check me, boo?
2: What's up, guys? And welcome to Morally Corrupt, the show here on the Ringer Reality Feed. We are getting right into it. I feel like we have a jam-packed episode because this week, the news has been I mean, just like overflowing every week. I can't even keep up in our Bravo chat, Jody, because there's so much that's coming out. I, I we could literally do an entire episode on Bravo News right
0: now. Could we not? We absolutely could. And Rachel, you and I are the worst offenders in the Bravo chat of not being able to keep up. I think <laughs> it's I know' just. It is it is so much, and I know that the second I like start looking into it, I'm gonna be so excited and I'm not gonna be able to think about anything I else. <laughs> I know. You can literally tell how my
2: week is going by how I'm responding in the chat. If I'm double tapping, it's it's I'm
0: overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed this week. And if you're not double tapping, it's time for a health check. Like, we gotta call Brian and see if everything's okay.
2: (laughs) It's time for a health check. Oh, my gosh.
0: Okay, so
2: let's get into some of this news of the week. We won't spend as much time as we would love to on it because we still have to recap Salt Lake City, which we have the finale with that, and we have to get into Potomac, which didn't get good until the last 10 minutes. So let's go, Jody. All right. Goodbye, Diana Jenkins. Diana Jenkins has officially announced that she is leaving the franchise, uh, the Beverly Hills franchise. And I don't know about you, Jody, but I was absolutely confused by this announcement because I thought we had already been here. Diana, I thought we knew you weren't coming back. Did we need an official announcement? Did we need for you to blame it on something? I thought it was known that you were not going to be with us next season
0: oh, this was like the least necessary announcement possible. And in the announcement, she, you know, announces that, she and Asher are expecting a baby, and so she wouldn't be able to fully devote her time to the housewives kind of going along with this, like, it was a mutual agreement idea, which I feel is a little bit like me saying, like, oh, the NBA has not invited me to, the WNBA has not invited me to participate because I'm not tall enough. It's like, no, no, no. These two things have nothing to do with each other. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. So well put.
2: Nobody was looking for you. Nobody cared. This was, didn't need an announcement. We wish you the best. We wish you good health on your pregnancy journey. We will miss Asher deeply if he wants to <laughs> we'll come miss back Asher. and make a guest appearance. Maybe sing us a tune or two. We'd be more than happy to welcome that. But Diana, we don't need to see it anymore. We don't. But we do wish you the best on your life journey. We do. We do. Next, yes, yes, more. Ex- we do. We more do. Ex- <laughs> yeah, we do. And more exciting Bravo news. We have Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip season 4 cast announced. I'm sorry, when does season 3 even start? I had I don't even know if I've seen the trailer for season 3. I am bec- I am getting overwhelmed and overwhelmed to the point where I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial, but I'd like to skip season 3 and move to season 4 with this announcement.
0: Well, this I do think I do think when they have a cast this good, They should not announce it before the next season, which is, like, already feeling a little bit like it's not gonna, you know, live up to... Well, there's not... There's just not really any anticipation for it. Sometimes I get, like, so excited for a holiday... That then I feel like it's already passed before I get there. And, like, I just feel like season three is already passed. Like, I don't even really need to watch it. I just need to wait for season four and, like, coast off that adrenaline.
2: Exactly. Will we watch it? Of course. It's the entire reason that I purchased Peacock. Yes, we will. <laughs> it, is. it really is. Put it on the commercials, Peacock. It's true. It's the entire reason. <laughs> it is and i And I'm so grateful for it. I now watch Miami. I've been able to catch up on Yellowstone through Peacock. It has led you know to to many great things. but this season four forecast announcement, oh my gosh it's in Morocco, which is wonderful and um. It's going to be a new ex-wives club. I guess that's what we're going to call it. So the cast includes Vicky Gunvelson, who said, you know what? I don't need an orange. I'll just keep doing ultimate girls trips. You don't need to put me on because we're getting way more from her in these eight to nine to 10 days that they're filming than we are from a whole season. So I'll, I'll take it. Gretchen Rossi. Is it Rossi?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Curveball.
2: Randy Glanville back again, which I think might dispel those rumors that she's possibly going to be on Beverly Hills. I feel like if we're getting her on this, we're probably not getting her on the other. Who knows?
0: I have no idea. Um, I have no idea when these things are filmed. I don't know when the trailers come out. They remain a a peacock-esque mystery. But I love they're giving us...
2: I love they're giving us what we want, which is... Real ho- More Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip because we're getting more bang for our buck. Not that we're paying for this, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, okay. Also, Camille Grammer Meyer. Oh my
0: gosh. Unbelievable.
2: Oh my gosh! You know how much she means to us. Hello, it's Morley Corruption. show. Um, <laughs> Phaedra Parks, who always brings it. Eva Marcel, who's going to be the peacemaker. Needed. Alex
0: McCord. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. Alex McCord is back. I cannot believe... I could not believe this. Like, in my wildest dreams, would clip-clop, clip-clop Alex McCord be coming back to Real Housewives? I just... I hope she's as weird as she's ever been. I hope so bad she's still really weird. I hope so, too. I never would
2: have dreamed it. I didn't know we were gonna reach this far back. And last but not least, we're getting Caroline Manzo. Oh, wow! I... I could shed a tear, Jody. It's going to be so rich, so good. I know it won't disappoint. I can't wait for the trailer to come out. Whoever is doing the casting for the Ultimate Girls Trip, please reveal yourself. We need to be able to thank you. We need to have you on the show, is what yeah. we mean, because you are a genius. You are, are masterful in what it is that you're doing. I don't know if it's the same production company. I have no idea. But this is a gift.
0: Beyond I'd love gift. to know
1: Christmas that morn.
0: person's or that casting team's like what their expectations for this group are and then what it will Hot ultimately mess. turn out to be. Because like, I just can't even imagine Phaedra Parks and Alex McCord in a room together. It's like, I just can't even, I can't picture it. I can't imagine how they'll act. And you know, Phaedra's like been on her best behavior lately, but I just, it's (laughs) such a weird group of people. Before we, before we
2: get into the recap though, Bravo has given us trailers this week. We've got Vanderpump Rules, their trailer, which the show returns February 8th. February is going to be a big month. Um, in Bravo land. And We've been hearing a lot about this season. We've there are a lot of rumors. There's a lot has been a lot of social media back and forth. And at BravoCon, we were fed a lot about what's to come. So we knew it was going to be good, but the trailer gave us way more. Jody, your thoughts, what stood out to you when you watched the trailer? What are you excited most for?
0: Well, you know, I am not. Historically, a Vanderpump person, but via Winterhouse, via BravoCon, <laughs> I have obviously become invested in this Tom and Katie divorce. And it just seems like, I mean, that is some real world drama. And it feels like real world drama akin to when the show first started and it was so electric. It's like a divorce is not. Just reality TV. like that is incredibly real, and this whole relationship has taken place on the show. so it just seems like I mean, I don't mean to sound so excited about something so bad for people's lives, but like it just feels like it's going to be electric watching that drama go down.
2: It really does because everybody seems to be going through something, you know, and I you know I feel bad. I mean they give us they're opening up their lives to us, so we have to comment on it and I'm not taking joy in it, but I am very interested. So you've got Raquel, which we learned at BravoCon that Raquel is going to have the most difficult time this season. And maybe it's because Sandy's with Raquel, Schwartz is with Raquel, Oliver, Garcelle's son is with Raquel. There's a lot going on with Raquel. At the same time, James, her ex, is in a new relationship. Ex-fiance, I might add, is in a new relationship. Plus it seems like he's relapsed, which is really sad because he seems to have been doing so well. Tom and Ariana have this accusation that they're in an open relationship. We see the break, like Lala and Randall going at it. And if you're paying attention to the news, Randall is in the news a lot with his previous ex-wife who he allegedly cheated on with Lala. There's a lot going on there who they kind of look alike at the same time. There's just a lot of stuff. Then we've got Garcelle in there. And then to add what you're talking about, Tom and Katie. We're really seeing them go at it, which I'm very curious about because you always saw that there was there were differences um and there seemed to be they never seemed to be on the same page. I'm talking about Tom and Katie, so you know we see it come to a head, we see the breakdown of their relationship, and um, I'm looking forward to it February eighth guys, here we go so and if soon. You, so soon, and if you thought that was it, we got. Summer House trailer, which I think this will be the first time that I get to recap Summer House because (gasps) I am fully caught up. Was it COVID? I didn't know. I think you're COVID. I think COVID was when I started watching. I can't remember. Maybe not. No, it was when um, we
0: started this podcast, Rachel. We we brainwashed you, you into watching into it. it. <laughs> you bullied me. Bully sure, me. That's is more another b word we could definitely use to
2: use a Real Housewife <laughs> term. You bullied me. You were into bullied, watching yes. it, and and that and is I'm, one and of I'm the great things I'm most proud of. <laughs> and I'm I'm forever grateful because this new season of Summer House looks like it is not going to disappoint. We know in real life that Carl and Lindsay are engaged, but we're going to see that play out this season. And the Danielle and Lindsay
0: fallout. I mean, Jody. Jody, your I, thoughts. You know, I do not like to see a friendship break up. That's not true. Sometimes it's great. But uh, Danielle and Lindsay are like they have they have stayed friends through so much and It's hard. The trailer is very enticing, but it remains really difficult to understand what has, like... I mean, it's obviously Carl-related, and it's related to the relationship, and maybe, like, Danielle or Lindsay perceiving Danielle as not being supportive enough, but, like, we see Danielle in this trailer weeping on the floor. She seems incredibly hurt by what's happening while Lindsay seems sort of aloof in a way that she and Carl have seemed very aloof ever since they've coupled up and that seems to be like a big point of contention um and it's it's just kind of like feels like Camille grammar and now we've said it like it's we they've been circling around whatever everybody's issue with Lindsay and Carl is forever. And like, now we're going to find out. Mm, I
2: I don't know why I didn't even think about Carl being a part of it. Because, you know, I was looking at it. I've always been, I've been a little critical of Danielle. I think I have on this podcast or maybe just in my head. Um, <laughs> of the fact that she lets Lindsay walk all over her. She doesn't seem to have a voice. Their, their friendship has remained from the outside looking in, it has remained a friendship because Danielle just, you know, appeases Lindsay and does whatever Lindsay wants her to do. So I feel like Danielle has kind of just hit a breaking point and it seems like she's voicing things from years past that Lindsay can't handle. Lindsay never would have been able to handle and so I feel like it's all coming to a head And there seems to be a lot of resentment on Danielle's part. And so I'm really interested. I'm like you. I don't want to see a friendship breakup. They really did seem to be close friends. But how real was it if Danielle was never allowed to truly be herself? We'll see. We'll We'll see. see. Um, Okay, last but not least, Southern Charm is back in production. Um, There's some news that's out. Catherine Dennis is out. She won't be there, which I'm okay with based on... How I saw her last time in Southern Charm, she didn't really add much. Uh, when she was there, things didn't make like the storyline didn't make sense. She was half in, half out. We didn't get answers to certain things. I, I'm 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 cool with Catherine not being out. Maybe she needs to take a break, come back when she's ready to actually give us something. Um, you don't watch Southern Charm, do you, Jody?
0: Listen, I keep up with the goings on, but no, I don't. I don't tune ev- in every week. And you know um, what?
2: It's okay that you're not, that you're not. <laughs> I'm going to need to see a trailer before I say, Jody join in this season. Because You know, last I'm originally season, I'm not from sure I Charleston,
0: and it's a tough watch for me to, to see these kids gallivanting. Uh, but it, for me, Catherine Dennis feels like definitely an on-pause situation. I don't think that, like, Bravo's ever going to fully release their grips from her.
2: Yeah, probably so. She might make a guest appearance or something, but like, like let's let her take a break. Um, also out is supposed to be Naomi, which I am fine. I was excited for her to come back this past season, but the way that her storyline went, it what didn't seem real. I'll never believe that Naomi and Whitney were anything. That, that actually was gross to me. Um, I'm just going to be honest. And then Madison's back, which is great as well. Uh, We always need Madison. We didn't get enough of her last season. So I want Madison to be the center of everyone's storyline. I want her to be the center of the drama because that's what we need to bring this franchise back. And I said what I said.
0: Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Madison Queen. Now, Madison
2: Queen, now let's get into the recap of Salt Lake City. The season finale. You always look forward to a season finale, right? Season finale of Salt Lake City. We finally made it. I feel like this was a shorter season, though. When they announced last week that this was the finale, I was like, how many episodes was this? It just seemed short to me. Or maybe we were just going through the same drama over and over again. I don't know. So I'm putting all these episodes in together. But we get the season finale. And Jody, this might be a top five disappointing season finale. I thought, Rachel,
0: that you were going to say that the season finale felt short to you because, like, I thought the episode had ended and I was like, well, that felt quick. Uh, But no, we were just, you know, throwing up the captions on the wall at 20 minutes into the episode so that we could go to New York for Jen to plead guilty, but... Well, to your original point, though, this was a much shorter season. This was a 14-episode season, and typically Housewives seasons are at least 19 to 20 episodes before they hit the reunion. Which you would think with as much... I, I feel like there was a lot going on in
2: their real life that I'm shocked that we didn't get more seasons. But maybe they really just couldn't or didn't want to focus just on Jen's trial for legal issues. I don't know. But I, too, am like you. When I was watching the episode with my little sister, and when they started putting up the cards, whatever you call those, where they update us on what's going on in their lives, which I will say is not much. (laughs) I didn't get anything. When they started doing that, I literally pressed pause to see how many minutes were in the episode. And then I actually rewound it because I thought, oh, my gosh, I didn't record from the start of the finale. Because how could we be getting, you know, the captions, the whatever they are, this early? I totally forgot about the trial. I really did. I was like, oh, what happened?
0: Well, I don't know about you, Rachel, but I have found myself getting really confused because all of this is happening at once. You know, like, Jen was sentenced in real time last week while in the show, she is still proclaiming her innocence. So, like, when we started this episode, for, like, just a minute, I was like, oh, they all know she's guilty now. And I was like, oh, no, they don't know that. We know that. Um, It's been like, I mean, you know, Bravo doesn't have a ton of control over when you know, these things are happening in real time and what they're hearing, but it has been confusing. And it's felt like I've already seen spoilers for like a movie that I'm watching.
2: Yeah, I wish that they would have kept filming more after she pled guilty. I don't, I almost don't wish that was, and I don't know if they could, but I wish that wasn't the, because we already knew it. So I wish that wasn't what you gave us in the finale. We knew Meredith and Heather went there to, to be with her because we saw that in leaked photos, you know, that were on the blogs. So we knew all of that. And so even in the second half of this episode of getting that, it didn't give us much. So it was really a snooze because as you already stated, we feel like we've seen this before. And they cut things out, which which Bravo fans, if you're an avid Bravo watcher, specifically with this franchise, you know that the trailer gave us more to what we were supposed to see at this bad Mormon book cover party that we have book cover. I should say book. Is it book really? It really was a book cover
0: party. It was the but book we, cover. It was the reveal of the book cover. The book cover.
2: But we thought we were going to get so much more. You know, the whole reason that Dana was on this season was for the moment at this book cover party. And it didn't even give us that. So you should have cut her out the whole season. Otherwise, that we did, she didn't serve a purpose.
0: Something happened because these moments, Dana reading Jen and Meredith sort of confronting Whitney. We can tell from their outfits that it was at, it happened at this book cover party. They weren't just in the trailer. They were in the mid-season trailer. So like at mid-season, the plan from the editors and the producers was still to have these moments and this storyline in the show. So, like, what happened to make them cut these things out, cut the season short? Like, I do not think the original plan was for it to be 14 episodes. I just, I guess between, like, the the absolute, you know, like, unknowability of the Black eye and the Jen pleading guilty, like, uh, maybe they had to stop filming or earlier than they thought? Like, I just really can't figure out what happened to this season.
2: I can't either. Um, I guess, yeah, it has to be a legal issue because if they included it in the trailer, then they obviously thought that, you know what I mean? That this would be a part of the season, that they could. They teased it. And so I don't know if teasing it was detrimental to them because then, you know, it became a legal issue. I have absolutely no idea. What they did in that out <laughs> is the book party, which I can't tell you a lot of what, I don't even think it, anything happened before. I think we just really showed up on the at the book party. I don't know. But what we did get at the book party, Jody, was the choir.
0: I was, so Rachel, at first I thought you were saying nothing happened at the book party and I was going to be like, how dare you? This was the inaugural lunch of Heather's weird, kind of sweet, very weird choir.
2: I will say, when Heather explained the purpose, Heather really is great with her words. And if that doesn't entice you to want to read the book, then I don't know what's wrong with you guys. But when I heard her explain what the choir meant, I completely changed my tune on the whole choir. Which, tune is something that they were not in. (laughs) As they were singing.
0: Again, I say, how dare you? (laughs) Loved it.
2: I loved it. I loved it. I was like, this, I get it now. When it didn't make sense as we were watching it, it just seemed like a ridiculous storyline. But it had purpose by the time we, to me, by the time we got to the finale, hearing her explanation of it.
0: I mean, I bought into the concept originally. Like, she probably explained it better here at the end, but I I Mm -hmm. knew what she was going for, which is that, like, We live in a town where, you know, so many people have like grown up in the church and have now left it or now don't feel accepted there and they still want to sing. And also, like, it's the home of the, you know, Tabernacle Choir. Like, there are probably, probably gifted singers in Salt Lake City. I don't know if we've found them yet, but there are probably some there. So, like, I definitely conceptually get it just to, like, anchor the season on the concept of Heather making a choir has always been very funny. And then to like wedge all these housewives and friends of in there is so ridiculous. Like I, I glanced at Heather's Instagram recently and the choir's still going. Like sh- this is a thing for her. She's still doing it. But I didn't see any other familiar faces in the <laughs> choir anymore.
2: Not even those random folks that were there when they were practicing no, they, that one The time. random
0: ones are still there. I did actually see like some faces where I was like, Oh, they started originally, but no more. So um, funny, no more people who are paid by Bravo.
2: (laughs) That's so funny. Um, yeah, it was, it was. I I was just amused by the whole thing. One that I forgot about the choir. So the fact that they reappeared. Uh, was hilarious. the fact well, that they, they were, were in, in San robes, Diego
0: for you know upwards of 12 episodes and the choir was not able to be there. <laughs>
2: you're right. You're right. But how funny would that have been if they showed up just to calm things down. Um, they were in robes, which I also found hilarious. I also love the fact that, and I don't love much about um, Angie H, but I love that she had her leather jacket draped over her robe. <laughs> there were so many things with this choir that I just appreciated so much. It was a hot mess, and but it was beautiful to watch at the same time as they sung Amazing Grace. What I did not appreciate is Jen, who truly just seems to be living her own world, which almost makes sense of how she is in the position that she's in today. But for her to change the words of amazing grace to be about her is all I need to know. Guilty, guilty when she did
0: that. Rachel, the thing is that phrase shamazing is like a part of her sentencing that she tried to use for a lesser sentence to say that Bravo made up the phrase shamazing. Like that's not how she thinks of herself. She didn't come up with that tagline. It was made up for her. This is a character she plays on TV. These are two completely different people. Like she literally incorporated that into like part of not pleading her innocence, but, like, pleading that she should have a lesser sentence. And then, like, in this finale, to be not only calling herself amazing, but doing it in a, you know, a hymn, is, like, unbelievable.
2: Obviously, she doesn't know the words. Amazing Grace is what you should have been asking for. You are a wretch, right? (laughs) Saved a wretch like me?
0: That's you, Jen! That's you! (laughs) Rachel out here calling people wretches, just 18th century slander.
2: <laughs> I couldn't believe it, and you know they did her dirty by keeping that in there. She thought it was so funny. So like she's so disconnected. You thought that was so
0: funny. It was not, girl, girl. And you and you read have the to room. think about like when did she film that? Because like they film these testimonials a little after the fact. So like, how close is she? To pleading guilty while she is rewriting the words of "Amazing Grace" to fit her own name, you just—you
2: can't think make about this things up. Like that. You can't make like what I thought. I thought, oh gosh, <laughs> oh gosh. Um, all right. So then, the rest of the party. Heather reveals her book cover, which I like. Um, yeah, and the girls make fun of some of them that she, there are no books, but. It's just a book cover party, which I guess I kind of get. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. it's
0: not the weirdest reason we've had a party in a Housewives franchise, for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, not at all. Um, so we also get this weird moment with Angie K, who I am sick of at over, this point. Over, Like, she she goes back and forth because what I have to keep remembering is that... So at this party, we find Angie K is mad at Jen. And what I have to keep remembering is... This is Jen's original friend. They've been friends for twenty plus years. She's a new. She's new to us on the show. She is not new to Jen. So you almost have to keep that in context, uh, or or yeah, like you have to almost keep that in, in in perspective when you're listening to her trash Jen to women that she doesn't know. Even if Jen did do all of this, it's just a weird moment. So Angie K mad because. She says that Jen is telling people that she punched Heather as she is an Angie K punched Heather's eye. And so in retaliation, she suggests that Jen and Heather were scissoring
0: <laughs> She said basically having Barbie. having
2: a rela- a sexual relationship when the black eye happened, and that's the word on the street that they were that that's what happened, and it was they obviously weren't in sync, and somehow Heather got a black eye from their sexual escapades that night. That's the word on the street, and it's so ridiculous that Whitney and is it Meredith are like
0: Whitney is there and engaged in the conversation. Maybe Dana is there, but like the fu- I mean. Angie K is a nuisance, but the fact that this leads to everyone in their testimonials trying to figure out what scissoring is, particularly Lisa Barlow, who, like, seems to really not know what scissoring is. And I believe her. Is pretty funny. <laughs> she just seems, she lives
2: definitely in a, yeah, a little bubble as well. Yeah, she also is in her
0: own world.
2: Yeah, it, it's just so ridiculous. And I'm like, Angie K, you know what? Go out with a bang, because we will not see you. The next season. If there is another season, which I'm also curious on your take with that, after everything that you've seen this season and where the dynamics stand in in regards to these relationships, I'm wondering, do you even think that this is something that we can we can see again? They have to blow up, in my
0: opinion, this entire cast. To me, I think that I'm not ready to let go of Lisa or Heather. I know it's a bad season for Heather and some people are like calling for her head but like we've seen the fun person that Heather can be and I think like devoid of Jen and I some of that I guess will depend on like what she says now in regards to Jen cuz I think people are pretty like sort of disgusted by the way in which she stuck by her side the question is like how will right. that go post guilty plea but you know i think that like we could keep the anchors of whitney Le- of heather lisa and whitney um meredith can fade in and out if she wants to but she certainly does not need to be a cast member and then i don't know if they can f- Find some fresh juice. I mean, Jen Shaw and Mary Cosby came from Salt Lake City. There has to be more where that came from. I mean, people are crazy there. Like, there is, is, I feel like, for it being a small place, there is a well of talent. They just have to find it. And I think if that means, like, taking some time off, because I think season three definitely suffered from being back-to-back with season two, I think it can be saved. I don't know if it has to be saved and I could not have believed I would have said that coming off of season 2. But like we I need don't know more if than four
2: women. Be. We need more than four women and if I'm going to
0: pick, I want um a friend of heather. I want a friend of heather. Yeah. I don't know though. Like does ever is everyone heather knows too normal? No, I want someone who's like struggling, has
2: one foot in the door and one foot out the door with church. I want someone who's not, and I, and then the next person I want is someone who's not um, Mormon, like fully removed from it. Maybe who doesn't even understand, like new to Salt Lake City, doesn't understand the culture. And, yeah. and so like there's some conflict there.
0: I think it could be interesting if they brought a lot of people in who know each other, like they're not totally dissonant like Dana was, um, because, you know, there is something really interesting to the the Church of Latter-day Saints influence on Salt Lake City. That's always been an interesting storyline for Heather. And I don't know if you follow a little thing called mom talk. I fade in and out. But these young, still in the church, but you can't really tell, they're definitely not wearing garments under their short shorts women are fascinating. Um, So, like, there's there's something they could do. Maybe, like, just going full force and skewing younger? I don't know. Well, there are a lot of mom
2: influencers from Salt Lake City with huge following. like a part of
0: the culture. Documenting your life is a part of the Mormon culture.
2: Yeah. And I think that they would really... I think those women... Because I remember there was supposed to be some show, I feel like, about mom influencers from Utah. Maybe I made that up, but I think they'd be more than happy to come on the show. And obviously, Bravo isn't afraid of influencers because I feel like the new... Cast of New York is a lot of, influ- there are a lot of social media influencers. Callie Curry gave us this tidbit that said, uh, Lisa randomly comments on a lot of NBA players' posts. <laughs> so she said, maybe a black Salt Lake City NBA wife, and I am here for it. Listen, I we're always talking a about the jazz. Idea.
0: We're always talking about the jazz anyway. Let's get them involved. Like, I wanna see Salt Lake City in Salt Lake City, you know? Like, sure. let's let's get let's see the culture in there. And uh, it's hard to like replace the chaos of Jen Shaw, but the that chaos ultimately didn't work. It was too much and it was illegal and guilty. So yeah. like we gotta, we gotta find I like the idea of of like. Heather having a friend. I like the idea of Lisa having a friend, but I don't want another Heather and another Lisa. I want, like, foils. I like it. I want foils that make Lisa and Heather finally have to link up. Because by far the most interesting aspect of this episode for me, other than Chris Harrington immediately crying when confronted by Sharif, which was absolutely hysterical. (laughs) Like... That man's crocodile tears, and not Angie H saying, "I know it felt personal, but it wasn't personal" about her grown ass husband starting a Instagram. In Jen's name to insult Lisa. It's like, oh, talk about like living in your own world that <laughs> those people. I gotta say, that was the
2: most unexpected part of this entire episode. I totally forgot about him crying, Chris crying and 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 never able to get back <laughs> to a point where he could speak. That's how hard he was crying. Angie H had to wrap her arms <laughs> around him and say, you know what, what he's, I think what he's trying to say is this, that wasn't good enough for me. And I, I assume he apologized because when coach Shaw shook his hand, he said, thank you for your apology. And I was like, well, we didn't see one. So maybe there's, that's something that they cut out, but the tear, tears, tears are not an apology. You were wrong. No, but you need to perhaps- man up for it.
0: You just sat, you got caught. I think, you know, it, for Jen, seeing tears as an apology was probably like looking in a mirror. And so she was like, you know what? Game, respect, game. I'm going to let this one fly. I got to go to court. But yeah, these
2: these people are too forgiving for me. On higher learning, we do an apology rating, and I don't think I've ever given anyone above a five. I don't think I've ever given anyone above a four. This one gets a two.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm ge- shocked you're even giving it a two, Rachel. I,
2: the tears, the tears.
0: <laughs> two for tears. <laughs> the tears. Tears <laughs> is for two. Two, for two is for tears. <laughs> That's it. So all I can give it. So that um, was like my hilarious favorite part of the episode. But I actually did find uh, Heather returning from New York. It was a very full circle moment. Heather and Lisa going to lunch together. True. Remember, that was how the season started is like... You think that Heather is going to go to lunch with her friend, Whitney, but she's going to lunch with her friend of me, Lisa. That's how they end the season. I liked that kind of artistry of it. But I also just always really like when these two talk to each other in a serious way because they're like capable of it. You know, like they have, they have like the literacy, the communication skills to be able to like speak through something in a way that, like, Whitney does not have. Oh, gosh, And so, like, I liked seeing them together, and it was definitely the first time that we'd heard Heather be like, Jen is guilty. She's admitted to the things she's done. What she's done is terrible. I'm not, like, letting Heather off the hook, but it was like a sneak peek at something that could maybe be in the future.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I... I've wanted more. I was like, is this all we're going to get at the after all of this happened? Uh, But I was a little surprised to see not only Heather so, you know, emphatic about the things that she was saying, but also because she was theorizing what she thought, why she thought Jen ultimately pled guilty. I thought that was really bold. And for her to
0: like add Coach Shaw into it, I just yeah, thought I, I'm not sure I totally followed what she was saying about Coach Shaw. Did you? I mean, I think that
2: she was just saying that Coach Shaw was basically found out that she actually had some fault. Because remember, even up until this point, everything that we saw of her, she was still like, Oh, Stuart duped me, you know, all these people turn their back on me. Everybody knew but me, that kind of thing. And maybe Coach Shaw, who seems to be the voice of re- reason, is that's how he's portrayed found out that, this is what Heather, I feel like Heather's saying, found out that there was some truth or maybe that the evidence was so strong that the only, Jen only seems to listen to Coach Shaw. So it seems like Coach Shaw might've been the one who said, there's so much here and there's so many people who are going to testify against you that the risk is too great.
0: Well, and Coach Shaw is one of our many uh, don't forget he's a lawyer on this cast. Like, you know, he, he knows. And so I did get that aspect of it. But then maybe it was Lisa who was like, if my husband said to me, like, you're going to have to go to prison and I'm going to stay here and take care of the kids. I I don't know. It was just, it was, it was strange to me how they were then sort of like, it's almost like they were still giving Jen some sort of out of like, Well, what? So Coach Shaw figured out that she was going to be found guilty and then have to go to prison for 30 years. And now that's like... I don't know. It's just, it was fairly, I wasn't interested in watching them in New York. Although I did think it was funny how um, Seth was really like doing the Lord's work. But while they were like at that dinner or at that little lunch, just still Meredith and Heather still trying to be like, oh, it's just so crazy. I just feel for her so much. And then Seth was like, so have you guys ever asked her if she's guilty or what? Like, like, (laughs) such a pleasant little idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Meredith was like, shut the
2: fuck up. I know. Well, that that to me came out of nowhere. First of all, Seth really inserts himself into all of this. He is so happy to be there. He feels show comfortable off, anywhere. Right. And show off his new look and his hair. I'm pretty sure he has hair plugs or something that he got done there. Like he wants to be seen. And I, you know what, Seth? Fine, whatever. I'm not mad at it. But I feel like clearly a producer was like, why don't Seth, why don't you ask this question? And Seth <laughs> he had an,
0: in, he had was an like, inner ear, like great. he said.
2: <laughs> So I said, great, I will. This is my moment. Um, you know, it'll be interesting. I'm very excited. As, as disappointed as I was about the finale, I'm very excited about the reunion. I am very excited to watch Jen sit down. I hope that Andy Cohen is, you know, tough on her. In the same way that he was with Erica Jane, if not more, because this woman has pled guilty at this point, so this is a totally different situation than Erica. So, if you can be tough on Erica, you can be tough on Jen. Um, so, I there's a lot that I'm waiting for for this, and I and I'm expecting it.
0: Rachel, I'm so happy for you that you are excited and after being hurt and hurt and hurt again all season (laughs) that you can keep that level of excitement up. But I am expecting to be disappointed so that maybe (gasps) I'll be, I just, I do not see this reunion like, Four people on these couches. We saw four. Actually, I was going to say we saw four people on these couches at BravoCon. And you know what? They did deliver. But that was something about the, like, live excitement, I think. I just, I'm keeping my expectations for the reunion low. And we'll just have to see. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. It's time
2: to recap with Callie Curry and Talk Potomac, which Callie, it's a theme here. A theme here that we can fast forward until the last. 10 to 15 <laughs> minutes of the episode. Is that how you felt this episode? Because I was really excited about them going to Mexico. I was really excited about this.
1: Um, yes. But the last no, there was some, there were some moments. There were some moments. Give
2: me, give, give me, give me your highlights. Give me your moments other than Sharice and
1: Karen going at it at the end. Well, no, I mean, that was first of all, worth the wait. <laughs> so I do think the episode got a higher rating from me because I was completely satisfied with the last 10 minutes of the episode. Um but the Mia and Jacqueline fight um when they first got to the hotel and were sitting down that went left so fast. Yeah. So do you believe it?
2: Because that's it it went left so fast it almost was unbelievable to me.
1: What which part? Oh, the actual fight? I think they're actually what fighting.
2: they what they were fighting over.
1: It just didn't seem real to oh, me. Oh, I it's I don't know like the about the the nanny and the kids or whatever. I think it it seems like from even watching this whole season, it seems like um there is some like built up energy there. And that was like the straw that broke the camera's back camel's back. Um, because like they've been throwing shots at each other, mostly Mia towards Jacqueline. Um, But all season, because I remember like a few episodes ago, we were like, y- you are not my friend if you talk to me like that. Like they have been, they have been doing some back and forth um, teasing like sisters do. I thought that's what this was going to be. And then they went into that room to celebrate Ashley's birthday and sat down. And then I was like, oh, no, these jabs are not teasing sisters. This is not going well, and I think it shocked everyone sitting there.
2: Well, yeah, because it shocked me as a viewer at first because they are referring to a fight that we didn't see, which we hate. That guys, give it to us. How did nobody not? How does like somebody not take out their phone and record what was going Robin, on? Robin,
1: where were you, Robin? Uh, uh,
2: where was RMZ? Thank you, Callie. Where, if there was a time, were, if there was I will say time,
1: that. Rec- Recording on a plane is really hard in air because it's hard to hear.
2: I I could have seen hands and faces and them standing <laughs> up because the way they described it, visual? it was a big deal and it was embarrassing. And I would assume that most of them, they took up most of first class. But what I didn't want to see is a drawing of it of where people were sitting. I wanted to see some type of interaction.
1: Well, for sure. Also the drawing was inaccurate because they said they were sitting in first class and they had and three, there were seats, three seats on both sides. Thank you. Three yeah, seats. that bothered totally me. Totally noticed it. I was like <laughs> this is not even the right layout. I would like the ra- I would like to see what the right layout was. Totally. Were they totally sitting next to well. each other or not? <laughs> totally noticed it as well. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, so we knew that there was they were fighting over something, we just didn't have the details. And so when as you spoke to they sit down in the hotel and they start talking, I do feel that Mia talks down to Jacqueline and she talks mm-hmm. down to her because they financially support her and help her out in a lot of ways or you know, they let her kids come over and um be babysat while Mia's kids are being babysat. So I I I understand not I understand because I don't agree with Mia, but I do observe that. like I'm like, Mia talks down to her. And I'm sure with Jacqueline, she's appreciative of the fact that she has a friend like Mia to help her out, but not when Mia throws it in her face, every opportunity that she gets to. And similar to Lindsay and Danielle that we were talking about in News of the Week, there seems to be a lot of emotion from years past that is coming to a head and maybe Jacqueline felt empowered with these other women who now seem to embrace her more at this point in the season than it did at the beginning and she felt like she could say things that she hadn't said before or maybe she was trying to get um, a, a, a what is a cherry blossom.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, but I do think that she felt like big and you could tell that Mia was like, oh, you feel bold now? You feel bold now? Like, she gave Jacqueline multiple times to take a step back. But I feel like Mia was also like, you sure you want to do that with me when I pay some of your bills? You sure? <laughs> and Jacqueline wasn't getting the hint. Jacqueline still thought they were in play fight mode, like we'll be sisters tomorrow. And then all of a sudden, Mia said, it's time, Don't let me talk about all your dicks. Keep your le- legs closed to married men. That's what she does. I was like, wait, what? I was so confused. I didn't realize she was talking about Gordon. Was she? Well, that's how Jacqueline well, took it. I don't it. know. That's what the... Yeah, that's how Jacqueline took it. And then they were talking about that. But like all the girls that were there were kind of like, wait, what? Like it went... Zero to a thousand and there was just there was there was no going back.
2: Well see, this is why I don't know if that's why I don't know if I believe it because I feel like Mia wanted to say that line and the conversation didn't move to her saying it. So it seemed like she just said it out of nowhere. And I hate when housewives say but other housewives lines.
1: Jacqueline <laughs> Jacqueline did seem like pretty affected by it. That's the only reason why I think it was real because even well, it at been the a lie dinner,
2: and she was affected by that. Like, how dare you say that about me? Oh,
1: no, 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 no. Yeah, I don't know if I believe what she's saying is true. I'm saying I believe I don't think that the fight was staged. Like I don't think that Mia and Jacqueline had this plan to like have drama. Do I know I, I don't think that she's actually hooked up with Gordon. I don't either. Like I don't think she's yeah, I don't think that I think that Mia is feeding into the rumor that the girls think And, like, that was, like, her line to try to, like, you know, one-up her. Not, which, I'm like, that doesn't really one-up her. Like, you're now telling everyone that she's sleeping with your husband. Like, I don't know if that makes, like, that wouldn't make me feel like I'm in a better place. But, um, even at the dinner that we saw that we loved at the end with Karen and Sharice going at it, like, Jacqueline still seemed, like, shaken up when she She walked into that dinner. I will
2: agree with that. Here's my theory. I think that they had planned to have an argument, probably planned to have it on the plane because it was not going to be filmed by Bravo cameras and they could speak to it. I think Mia took it too far. And that's why Jacqueline got upset. I don't think the fight was supposed to go where it did. And Mia took it there. And I think that's why Jacqueline was so upset. Like, wait a minute. This isn't what we planned to do. That's my theory, just because I don't trust anything that Mia does. And I think that she's performative in her entire role as a housewife.
1: I don't know, because on the plane, they also said that she said something about like, um, it takes a village. You just wouldn't know about that. Which to me, that's also a really low dig from Jacqueline. I don't know. Mia seemed pissed when they got off the plane.
2: Maybe that wasn't a part of the plan. I just don't, I just think that they planned this fight. I that is me. I could be very wrong, but everything that Mia has done to me seems this season has been very calculated and in a way that she was messy the first season she was on, but I believed her mess and I actually enjoyed watching it. Now she's a caricature of herself, so I'm not believing anything that she's giving us this season.
1: That's just me. I'm biased. um, yeah, no, I'm fine with her not being on the show, yeah,
2: so she could she could totally go, and at BravoCon, i didn't I didn't care for her either. She said some stuff that didn't make sense again, and it was like, Mia, that nobody said that. It was like, Mia, nobody said anything close to that. What are you talking about? It feels like there's like a missing
1: connector. No, 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 there is. <laughs> So a lot of the stuff that she says, it's like you didn't finish the thought because we're not sure where that came from or where you're going yeah. with it.
2: And I'm gonna piggyback on that because that seemed to happen in the Karen
1: versus Sharice fight as well. Oh, no, Lord have mercy. This fight. There- First of all, <laughs> go ahead. Talk about talk about a fight that was waiting to happen. That that water has been bubbling on the surface for about five weeks. Mm-hmm. Mhm, and it finally came to a head, but
2: not for the reason that I thought it would, which is what made it so confusing. It's like when we when we thought we were previewed that Karen and Charisse were going at it, I figured that this would be about why Karen does not mess with Charisse. figured it would be about the rumors she was talking about. I thought there would be a couple of mm-hmm. blue eyes thrown in there, um all <laughs> of that. As, and then that's not what we got, which was, you could tell even the other women sitting at the table were like, whoa, 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 whoa. And maybe, and maybe Karen jumped to this because she didn't want to discuss that. But everybody, including Sharice, seemed to be very confused at how we went from, let's talk about it, or I have nothing to say about you. I haven't thought about you in how many years to keep my mother's name
1: out of your mouth. So started because Charisse was, even though she won't say she was, she was hurt that Karen didn't invite her to whatever that event is that you want to call it. Karen's live show. And she invited everybody. Like, Katie was on the text. People were on the text. And she said that she just happened to forget to put Charisse on the text. She didn't realize that Charisse wasn't on the text, whatever. In response to that, Charisse posted a video of Karen Super sloppy, and I think maybe her nipple was yeah she had a nip slip, mhm, yes, and Karen was like, "No, no, 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 it's all good, it's all good i'm not, I'm not even mad, I'm not even mad at it, but you know, you over here talking about begging to be my friend, and you can't even call me and ask me if it's okay. That's all, but you know it's all good, it's all good i'm I'm not even mad <laughs> which that's right. clearly
2: Karen's upset about the video because she's like, if you wanted to be my friend, then you would have sent me the video and we could have laughed about it rather than you being messy and sending it to the whole group. Which Sharice then says, I wasn't mad about not being invited, but I was kind of hoping to ruffle some feathers by putting that in the group chat because I knew that it would you know, bother you, Annoying you,
1: and, which by the way, you are mad. Like, let's stop saying I'm not mad. It's okay. Both of y'all are mad. You're mad. You weren't invited. She's you're mad that she posted or put the whatever posted it in the group chat. Yes.
2: And so Sharice is like, listen, Karen, I would rather you just be a woman and say exactly why it is that you don't want to be friends with me instead of talking behind my back, which I'm sorry. I think it is very clear why Karen does not mess with Sharice. We knew that years ago when Sharice left the franchise, why she doesn't like Sharice. I think Sharice knows that as well. I don't think Karen is talking about Sharice behind her back, which is why I understood Karen's response. I feel like Karen's like, I don't mess with her. I haven't messed with her in years. I'm not even worried about Sharice, which is why she says the line, no one has talked about your ass in years, and don't question my womenhood.
1: <laughs> Womanhood. Yeah, I think that Sharice wants Karen to say why she's mad. So that Sharice can be like, but that is, but that's true. You do have a boyfriend, you do cheat on Ray. I know A, B, and C, da-da-da-da-da, whatever. Um I do think that. I don't think that Karen talks about Sharice, but whenever Sharice is brought up within the group, because Sharice is still friends with a lot of the women, she's clearly still very good friends with Robin. She's friends with Giselle. Um, so I think because she still comes up sometimes and Karen might like roll her eyes or say something slick, kind of like, Meh, you know, whatever. So I think that's why Sharice is like, when I'm in your face, you don't say you don't like me. You won't tell me why you won't be friends with me. I'm trying to put the past behind us. Why is this still a thing? But see, this is what I don't this is this is the part that I don't get. Because Karen,
2: I'm I'm like she clearly doesn't mess with Sharice. So I don't need to talk about why I don't like you. I just don't mess with you. And that's and that's it. You're in this friend group. I'm not telling people to kick you out of this friend group. I'm just saying, I don't mess with you. I don't talk to you. I don't need to speak about you. That's it. But Sharice, as you pointed out, is so pressed to get her to talk about it because she wants to put her business out there. So then Sharice says that she's mad at Karen because Karen never called her when she was going through her divorce and when she lost her dad. And Karen does say, I did text you about your dad. And Sharice is kind of like, okay, you text me as if that's not enough because Sharice says, I was there for you, Karen, at the death of your parents. And I even attended your mother's funeral. And Giselle's like, she did do that. She did do that. She did go attend to your mother's funeral. And that's when Karen just goes off the rails. (laughs) Karen starts freaking out because Sharice basically says, I attended your parents' funeral. And Karen's like, keep my mother's name out your motherfucking mouth. It's like, they're banging on the table. They're yelling at each other. Charisse is like, it looks like somebody threw something. All the women are standing up to stop it. I'm trying to figure out why we haven't seen security at this point, because usually security is one to jump in immediately.
1: But for some reason, they didn't at this point. So I still think... I don't think that Karen would come to blows, but I could see Sharice Dr- dragging somebody. I think Karen would fight if she had to. She's not going to initiate it,
2: but I think she would fight. I'm not saying she would I win. Just, I, I think like, she'd fight back.
1: <laughs> I think she would fight back if she had to, just like I think um, Candace would try, but I don't think that they're equipped. Sharice is sturdy. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is my money is on Sharice.
2: My money's on Sharice too. And I also want to see more. I don't want this to to dissip- this fight to dissipate and they just go to their respective corners. Not oh, saying that nah. I want to see. Not that I want to see. see com- I, I, I didn't
1: think, see the previews. <gasps> what? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, like the season, the second part of the this, the second half trailer of the season. I think this argument into this whole trip being about. Remember when Karen's like, "I know Juan's mistress. She fine. She look like me."
2: I thought she said (laughs) she's blonde like me. We. I can't wait till that episode airs because I thought she said she's blonde like she's blonde
1: like me. me. I really want to know what she says. But I think that this argument is what's like is the domino effect to all of that because remember we haven't even. There's another dinner where Charisse is like. Karen was in the bathroom with the help. Like, that is where this is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to come quickly. I think quickly. a lot happens in Mexico. I need... Oh, do you think all this is in Mexico? Oh, my gosh. That's a sentence that we don't hear often, do we?
0: <laughs> but
1: yes, I think a lot happens in
2: Mexico. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, listen, this, this episode did get me excited and it teed up what's to come. Even if it did happen in the second half of the episode, it teed up what's to come on almost at Salt Lake on Potomac.
1: So it seems like we're building up towards something. So yeah. One thing Mm -hmm. before we wrap, we are all in agreement that like, no one was talking about Karen's mama. Nobody was talking about about her mom. She just said, I
2: attended the funeral. I mean, she did say, I attended your mom's funeral. So mom was mentioned. Yeah, but it wasn't like,
1: not the way Karen's. Keep my mom's name out of your mouth is not an appropriate response to that. Right. Because I guess it's like she brought it up. I'm usually on Karen's team. I love Karen. But how quickly she got bad and what she was saying, I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. No one's talking about your mom.
2: Yes, I completely agree with you. And it's hard for me to go against Karen, but she was, it was not, that was not what this was about. And maybe she'll explain it in the next episode. And I can't wait. So we will recap Potomac again next week. Um, That's it for you guys. Like we, oh, you want to say something?
1: I was gonna say the next episode should start off good because we're ending with this. So we might get a full we better pick up here. Episode of greatness.
2: We better pick up here, right? It's, it's rare in Potomac we started off popping. So yes, Callie, you're absolutely right. All right. Well, we promised you guys a jam-packed episode and that's exactly what we gave you. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Have a happy Friday and a great weekend.